around the world they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and Descriptions. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. If you'd like to send an email, send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Please make sure you follow me on all social media sites at mbills314. Now, if you're tuning in from Facebook, thank you for listening to all Facebook listeners. If you're listening, um, however you're listening, or it really doesn't matter where you're listening from as long as you're listening. I appreciate you all. This this is episode number 52 it's kind of a tradition in the podcast world where you're really supposed to announce you know the episode number and i haven't been doing that i think i may have done that three times out of the 52 and i think the reason being is that i should have you know really highlighted the 50th episode which was what at this point what two episodes ago so i'm gonna start doing that you know but i just be doing these podcasts so much that i'd be forgetting and losing track so i had to go back and actually count them up to see okay where am i at in these episodes and yo i'm over 50 episodes in so i thank everybody who have been faithful and listening for the past two years we are coming up on three years december 31st will be the three-year anniversary of macchiato's music and the scriptures and i thank you for everyone that have been listening i thank you for my new audience of people over in uh sweden i'm seeing and uh places like memphis and new york and la and alabama and i'm just seeing just a lot of listeners tuning in from all over the world just take time out to say thank you and i appreciate you and i pray that you have been uh, growing in the word you have been getting something that you've been taking you know that you can study on your own and also take back to you know your family and friends and you know have them look at some things that possibly you know we may have missed over the years as it pertains to scriptures and um yeah it's just the time man we just want to grow in the lord and and enjoy some music and just you know chill and lay back and you know get this word in so that's how this that's why this podcast was designed simply to break down scripture in a you know way that you can comprehend and yeah, all that good stuff but i think you know all that already i know you i know you saying let's just get to it you're doing a lot of talking let's just get to it and you're right we're just gonna get on to it so here we go episode number 52 right so as you all know i'm on you know instagram and typically how i get the ideas for my shows or topic for my shows rather as far as what direction number one i pray and number two after i pray you know just you know doing life sometimes you come across things that draws inspiration and sometimes i come across tweets um ig posts or facebook posts that sometimes cause inspiration of things that i want to talk about and look into it from a scriptural point of view to help me help you so um this probably was two weeks ago so i've been sitting on this for a minute two or three weeks ago uh little duval who's a comedian uh out of jacksonville florida he tweeted this he says humans need rules and laws that's why we need religion humans need rules and laws that's why we need religion and i thought about that and of course i was reading the comments and you know a lot of people don't want nothing to do with the lord or some people say religion is you know um slavery or bondage and things like that so 
of course, I immediately thought about the law and the scripture. And I said, I want to talk about that on the show to really break down the law, so to speak. The law as far as what we're, the dispensation that we're living in now, I mean, the time that we're living in now, 2018. Are we supposed to follow these Ten Commandments? Because that's all people really know are the Ten Commandments. Not knowing, I believe there's over like 600 commandments in the Old Testament. And, um, you know, sometimes you'll watch movies or you'll hear things and, well, you know, I'm not keeping all the commandments. I'm keeping, you know, I keep the, you know, do not kill and don't steal, but... You know, that adultery one, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or just something like that. Basically, just saying, you know, I'm doing pretty good on about four. You know, so we're going to get into how does God view us as far as the law? Should we be keeping the law? What's the difference? And um, I want to break that down. And uh, if he was on my IG stories last night, then I told you to get a head start and read Galatians chapter 3. So. With no further ado, let's go ahead and turn to Galatians chapter 3 and let's uh, get the reading and see what the Lord has for us today. See what he wants to reveal. Let's start at verse 1, Galatians 3 1. It says, and before I start, you know, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation version of the Bible. You may be reading out of a different translation, like the King James Version or something else. But it's all good because we're still going to end up in the same place. Verse 1 O oh, foolish Galatians. Who has cast a spell on you? Not Galatians. These are um, believers. So this is the Apostle Paul writing to uh, the Galatian church. So he says, Oh foolish Galatians, who has cast a spell on you? Who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? course not you receive the spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ how foolish can you be after starting your new lives in the spirit why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort okay so far we understand we know that um, he's writing to the Galatians church, Galatian church. Obviously, they've been receiving some false doctrine, some false information. And he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. So you can't receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law. That's the first thing we learned. He said you received it because you believed the message you heard about Christ. So believe action that equals faith. All right. Verse three. It says, how foolish can you be? Well, yeah, how foolish can you be after starting your new lives in the spirit? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? See, your human effort didn't save you. So he's saying, since you've gotten saved, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? You see what I'm saying? You, none of us are perfect. And you definitely can't become perfect by uh, doing things in your flesh flesh and your perfection wasn't what saved you it was through faith in Christ is what saved you okay verse 4 have you experienced so much for nothing surely it was not in vain was it verse 5 I ask you again does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law of course not so we asked the question then he answered it so we know that by obeying this law and we're gonna find out what the law is in a minute by obeying this law can't work miracles by obeying the law and you're not receiving the holy spirit by obeying the law 
So it says, it is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. So that's faith again. Verse six, in the same way, Abraham believed God and counted and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. What? What's more, the scriptures look forward to this time when God will make the Gentiles right in his sight because of their faith. Now, a Gentile, a Gentile is a person who is non-Jewish. So it, it doesn't matter your race, your ethnic. If you are not Jewish, you're considered a Gentile to the Jews. So a Gentile is a person that's non-Jewish, okay? So anytime you read um, Gentile in scripture, just know that's referring to someone that's non-Jewish. I'm not Jewish, therefore it's referring to me. Let's keep going. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing received because of his faith. Hold on. Let's read that again. Verse 9. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. Now we may not have time to get to it, but you can go to uh, Genesis chapter 12 and read. And um, probably Genesis 14 or something like that. Don't quote me on it, but you can go on there and check it for yourself. But it's going to talk about the blessing of Abraham and the things that God bless Abraham with because he's saying that um, he says so all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith so let's we if we sharing the same blessing Abraham received I don't know about you I want to go find out what that blessing is we may have to get into that another time for the sake of time um, verse 10 but those who depend on the law watch this those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his curse. For the scriptures say, cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all the commands that are written in God's book of the law. So he's saying that if you're going to obey the law, number one, it's not going to make you right with God. And if you're going to obey it, you got to obey them all. Ain't no, ain't no two out of the five or ain't, ain't none of that, you know. So, of course, he's referring to the, the law of Moses, which was given, you know, in the book of Exodus. It's so many laws that you can't keep them all. And we're going to read as we keep on going why the law was given. Most people don't understand why the law was even given. You know, of course, we see these in like stores like, you know, I can't say them because they're not a sponsor. But, you know, you know what stores I'm talking about. You go in there, you see pictures on the wall that have like the Ten Commandments or different things like that. You may have seen the movie with Moses in it. You know, he's holding up the Ten Commandments and God written in stone. And he has, thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal. So it says, again, verse 11. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say, for the scriptures say it is through faith that a righteous person has life. This way of faith is very different from the way of law, which says it is through obeying the law that a person has life. So now we see that difference between living in faith, living by faith and living by the law. So when it says living by faith, living by faith in Jesus Christ and all that he has done for us. And we're gonna find out more about that as we read. You're not living by the law that you can see with your eyes and say, okay, I got to make sure I don't do this, 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 and this. Let's keep reading. So it says, it is through obeying the law that a person has life. Verse 13, but Christ has rescued us from the curse 
pronounced by the law. There was a curse obviously attached to the law because if you didn't obey it, we just read, you would be cursed, right? This is, remember, he's referring to the Old Testament. We're now in a new covenant, a new time. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. But it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. So that we who are believers might receive the promise. Verse 15. Dear brothers and sisters, here's an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or amend an irrevocable agreement, so it is in this case. God gave the promises to Abraham and his child. And notice the scripture doesn't say to his children as if it meant many descendants. Rather, it says to his child. And that, of course, means Christ. This is what I'm trying to say. The agreement God made with Abraham cannot be canceled 430 years later when God gave the law to Moses. So this is something to note in the book of Genesis. When it talks about Abraham, there was no law at that time. According to this verse, the law didn't come until 40 to 430 years later. That's why Abraham was able to speak with his maid if you read about it. It wasn't he it wasn't considered adultery. He didn't know adultery because he didn't have a law. Okay? If you're riding down the highway and you're in different cities, so if your highway speed limit is 65, if you go over 65, you're doing I don't know what, 10 miles over 65 and you're going 75 or 76, 77. If a police catches you, most of the time they'll pull you over because according to them, you're going too fast because you're breaking the law of speed on that highway. If there was no sign or no speed limit, which I was told in a particular country, there is no speed limit. I forgot what it's called, but you can just you just have to get on there and, and take your chances. <laughs> but if there was no speed limit, then everyone can go as fast as they want or as slow as they want. And no one can get a ticket or no one can break the law because there's no law saying you can go this fast or go this slow. You understand? So let's keep reading verse 18. For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not be the result of accepting God's promise. But God graciously gave it to Abraham as a promise. Why then was the law given? All right. Why was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. So it was given to show people their sins, to show you what's right and what's wrong. Back then, people were sleeping with their cousins and, and, and people that was relatives to them. We know that today as it being incest. And you know one thing about that particular thing? No one has to, you don't even have to know God to know that's wrong. And we're going to find out about that in a minute. If so, if you went to a family reunion in Georgia or wherever, and let's say you see a family member that you never seen before in your life, you didn't even know. First of all, you don't know their family member. You just seeing them. You may oh maybe thinking they're attractive and you're single and so forth, and come to find out, oh hey hey such and such, this is your cousin, uh Keisha, and oh, what, huh? And notice how all that attraction that you had <laughs> went out the window. Why? Because something in you is like, uh-uh, can't do that. That's my cousin. I can't look at my cousin in that way. Or all the hopes that I've had of trying to get a number and get to know her is, is done. Because that's my cousin. 
You didn't have to go try to find out where the, where the commandment at, where the stones at, so I can kind of read that and see what's, if I got a chance. Uh-uh. All I had to do was say one word. Cousin. This is your cousin. And you're like, uh-uh, I'm good. What up, cuz? Now you see him every year. What up, cuz? Y'all only see each other once every three years. But <laughs> anyway, you get the point. All right. So verse 19 again, it says, why then was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins but the law was designed to last only the law was designed to last only until the coming of the child who was promised god gave his law through angels to moses who was the mediator between god and the people that was the old testament moses was the mediator between god and the people this is before christ's coming verse 20 now a mediator is helpful if more than one party must reach an agreement but god who is one not two not three one did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to abraham is there conflict then between god's law and god's promises absolutely not if the law could give us new life we could be made right with God by obeying it. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin, so we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. You're only receiving God's promise of freedom, freedom from sin, only by believing in Jesus Christ. You're not receiving God's promise of freedom through obeying a law, through doing anything else, from doing philanthropy, through giving to the poor, through any other good deed that you can think of. You are you cannot receive God's promise of freedom that way. According to verse 22 in Galatians 3, the only way that you can receive freedom is by believing in Jesus Christ. I think that's clear. Verse 23, before the way of faith in Christ was available to us. Okay, before the way of faith, before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we were placed under guard by the law. So the law was our guard. We were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed. Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. And now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. Didn't say you didn't need the law. It says you don't need the law as your guardian. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Now, this is a Bible study. Now we break, <laughs> we, we dig it in. So we found out several things. We found out that the law can't save you you trying to obey the law and then if you disobey the law you're under a curse the only way to experience freedom is through jesus christ the law was given only to show us our sins the law was our guardian until christ came christ has come so the law isn't our guardian anymore but the thing about the tweet that little duval said he says he said this is why humans need religion but if you need religion for those particular you got this without religion you don't need religion in order to know what's right and what's wrong we're gonna find that out in romans 
verse 2. Verse 15, it says, They demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts. For their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. So our conscience, everyone has a conscience, whether you know Jesus Christ or you don't. Now, a conscience is an inner feeling or voice viewed as acting as a guide to the rightness or wrongness of one's behavior. Macchiato's music in description.
You're a masterpiece. You probably feel like a catastrophe. You in a married day saying, ugh, like masterpiece. That ain't really how it had to be. Now hold up, listen, yeah. you acting totally different. You got a whole new position. Yeah. You are the Ronnie Bobby Ricky, whole new addition. You think I'm totally kidding, but hold up a minute. Don't compare yourself with none of them. You want a one and ain't no synonym. A master artist, take a mess and make a masterpiece. And look at you, you've been a gem. You shining. So it's the inner feeling of voice viewed as a guide. And it says to rightness or wrongness of one's behavior. That's why you hear certain people make statements like, do they not have a conscience? Meaning that, hey, everyone has like an inner voice. It's just in you. God placed it in you. That's why when a human being takes another human being's life you have to go beyond your conscience there's a fence there you have to go beyond that fence that fence is supposed to keep you right there you're not supposed to do that that's why uh, i was told that anytime a police officer has to fire their weapon you know and they kill someone whether they were justified or not justified they have to go through i think like counseling or therapy or something like that because your conscience your conscience will it will eat away at you so that's why i used to always and i still say the statement that any you know police officers that has killed anybody unjustly and maybe they went to court and um, the judge found them not guilty but that police officer knows that they're guilty they just had a cover-up and had police officers and that whole thing to be able to get off but like i said they never really get off several things can happen one either they're going to put up with the misery for the rest of their life which is going to end in depression and anxiety they can repent and come forth repent to god and then come forth and repent to the family of the person that they killed we'll just deal with those two for now our conscience are designed to uh-uh don't do that you know that's why when you see a newborn baby and you hold someone's baby you're, no one has to really no one has to tell you to be careful with the baby now you may not know how to hold it you may not know you know but you you it's real delicate like you know it's your conscience so when you see people even do things that's just evil towards a infant because they were crying too much or something like that they went beyond their conscience a demonic spirit got involved that's the only way because other than that your conscience won't let you do certain things let's go to romans chapter 13 look at verse 8 it says owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another if you love your neighbor you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. For the commandments say, you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment, love 
your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to others, so love fulfills the requirements of God's law. So as we're under the New Testament, we're no longer in the Old Testament. This is the law that God judges us by. So that's why I said those Ten Commandments and people are trying to keep those. You can't keep those. That's why it says right here in Romans 13, owe no man anything except to love them. Love is the only debt that you cannot pay. And that's why he says that if you love, you're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to murder. You're not going to steal. You're not going to covet because it's summed up in these commandments. Love in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. If I love you, I'm not going to steal from you. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to none of those things. So keeping the commandment of love is what Jesus wants us to do. That's why and you know that if you love, love covers love and you can read um first corinthians 13 and read that whole entire chapter it's going to it just breaks down love if you want a clearer understanding of it but love isn't a feeling love is action love is always action it's not a tingly feeling so god wants us to love one another yeah you may think it sounds simple oh that's simple i can do that can you <laughs> because well, I'm not saying you personally, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying that can we? Because as we can see, there's still a lot of these things going on. And people are still refusing because people refuse to love. And we know this doesn't include everyone, but I'm just showing you the law in the New Testament is the law of love that God wants us to keep. If you keep love, you keep all the commandments, all 10, all 600, however many commandments in the Old Testament. If you keep love, you kept them all. Love covers that whole spectrum of commandments. And we're under a dispensation of grace. We're under a grace period, for lack of a better term. Grace is God's willingness to use his power and his ability on our behalf, even though we don't deserve it. God's willingness to use his power and his ability on our behalf, even though we don't deserve it that's grace so when people try to bring up stuff who don't really know the bible and they say well you know y'all saying this but we ain't supposed to be eating shrimp we're not supposed to be wearing fur we're not you know and i dealt with the eating thing and stuff like that in uh episodes previous there are still principles in the old testament that can benefit us okay any principle works a principle gonna work period no matter what dispensation that you're in but we're talking about commandments okay god's not gonna judge you because you eat shrimp or because you eat pork or whatever have you now are there health benefits to eating certain things yes are there certain things that you eat that could not be healthy for you yes so you're saying okay so what do i do listen to the holy spirit that's what you do because you have to understand god knows your body better than you so let's say you're a person like myself who likes eating maybe chocolate donuts right what if god says okay i want you to stop eating chocolate donuts there's not a commandment in the bible that says don't eat chocolate donuts but god is speaking to you specifically or me and saying hey i want you to stop eating chocolate donuts for this cause either we can take heed to that or we can not but whatever the outcome would be of us continuing to eat the chocolate donuts would that be god's fault or our fault 
Right, that would be our fault. It's grace. God is helping us. And that's just an example. That's for anything in your life. Not just food. It's anything. So before we go, I want to break down for you all the Old Testament versus the New Testament. So the old versus the new. What are the differences? Here we go. The Old Testament establishes principles that are seen to be illustrative of New Testament truths. The Old Testament contains many prophecies that are fulfilled in the New. The Old Testament provides the history of a people. The New Testament focuses on a person. The Old Testament shows the wrath of God against sin with glimpses of his grace. The New Testament shows the grace of God towards sinners with glimpses of his wrath. The Old Testament predicts a Messiah, which is Jesus Christ. You can see Isaiah 53. And the New Testament reveals who the Messiah is. John 4, 25 and 26. The Old Testament records the giving of God's law. And the New Testament shows how Jesus, the Messiah, fulfilled the law, right? In the Old Testament, God's dealings are mainly with the Jews. In the New Testament, God's dealings are mainly with his church. Church is made up of all ethnic groups, so you know it ain't just ain't no Jews, it ain't just the Jews, it's everybody. Whoever accepts Jesus Christ, that's the church. Church is not a facility, it's not a building, it's a body of believers. Physical blessings promised under the old covenant give way to spiritual blessings under the new covenant. And that's it. Just to sum up and make it simple and plain for you. The old testament is the new testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And we are currently living under the New Testament, New Covenant. We live under the law of love. So let's get our love walk up. Let's get our love game up and we'll be good. A lot of stuff will cease if we start loving each other. But, you know, it won't be that simple because we have an enemy. At this point, the enemy is trying to discredit Jesus himself. So people ain't finna get into the love part. Well, I tell you that people love love. People don't love Jesus, but they don't recognize that God is love. So there's no escaping it. If you haven't received Jesus Christ, receive him today. Call upon his name and he will answer. Confess him as your Lord and as your Savior. He died on the cross for you. Receive his sacrifice. He did it for you. This podcast has been a blessing to you. Please subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube share this podcast with your family and with your friends again i thank you all for your continuous support please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com maybe for ideas of topics or things you maybe want me to you want me to discuss or go more in depth about send me an email and uh i pray and we'll look into that remember these words from the book of romans chapter 3 verse 4 latter verse let god be true and every man be a liar until next time I'm out.